now listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. On today's program, we're going to open some very big doors, big doors to knowledge, which is power, and understanding. And of course, that which accompanies God's wisdom, his knowledge, his power, his understanding. When we go back, and remember, when we're going back into real space-time history, no matter what they're telling you and whatever, Bozo the Clown, uh, a degree. I'm, look, don't get me wrong. I, I, be, I believe that for the most part, there are six, uh, exemptions, but I would say that for the most part, given the particular environment that we live in, I would strongly suggest, and remember it's a suggestion, I would strongly suggest that you study and study and study and learn a business, a craft, a profession, but you're always keeping your eye on the ball. You're always keeping your eye on the ball because, for example, this was a weird one, but but it's a typical example. So when I was in uh, junior high school, more towards college, more towards college, the, the raving discussion was, I didn't know it back then because I was majoring in, <laughs> I laughed because who, who in their right mind, who in their right mind majors in uh, a combination of altered states of consciousness and um, uh, filmmaking? Very esoteric fields, but that's what I majored in because that's what that's where my passion was. Now, my pa- let me clarify this: my passion wasn't being a filmmaker. There's nothing wrong with that. We need tons of people whose passions are filmmakers and, and television producers and music producers, etc. We desperately need those high-level creative business communicators, guys that can put together a Fox News network or whatever. We have got to have those kinds of people. Because right now, if you take a look at the spiritual battlefield landscape for America and planet Earth, what you're looking at is battlefronts, which could be described as strongholds. Battlefronts are strongholds. They're fortified encampments where the enemy, the demon powers, have surrounded a particular location, and then they exercise, to, to relative degrees, they exercise dominion, power, wealth, supernatural power, control. So, so think of it like a, a wheel. Real simple. This is really simple. It's like a no-brainer. And no, this is not a coded reference to flying saucers. But let's just think of a coded wheel for a moment. Now, a coded wheel, roughly, roughly, and I say roughly, uh, could be re-engineered as a uh, it could be re-engineered as a UFO, uh, advanced technology for uh, a UFO or UFO type technology, UFO type type technology such as reverse engineering remote viewing, out-of-body experiences, being... I'm not saying all of these factually happened 100%. I'm saying that... I'm qualifying on this. I'm saying that 
there's a qualified appraisal of these things that's going on in our world right now in a big radical way. So the question you should be asking yourself, you want to be smart and one step ahead of the game, then the smartest thing that you can do is join me. I'm serious about this. And it's amazing. Those people who had that childlike faith, and then those people who were like uh, super geniuses, I mean, I I meet super geniuses all the time who, um, uh, you know, they may own a car dealership. They, you know, they're in the super geniuses and the super wealthy that I've met in my life all over the place share one thing in common. They don't fit into any particular strict profile. They're all, for the most part, out-of-the-box thinkers. They're entrepreneurs. They, they don't say no to problems. Now, this, is, this is over 40, 50 years. This is a long time. And it's been my observation that, that the people who run planet Earth, who have the power in any given system, do so because they, uh, they have been bestowed with power from on high, from God. And so God has supercharged them and equipped them. I was coming out of, I don't know, a gas station or something. And, and this, I, I couldn't get this out of my mind. I could walk by, uh, you know, gasoline stations, you know, and see all kinds of products I could potentially buy. I could walk by all kinds of things and be potentially interested in it. Yet I walk by this this gasoline station and I notice that I have zero interest in the gasoline station. Well, why did I have zero? I'm interested in everything, by the way. Well, no, I shouldn't say everything. There are certain things that that I'm not fascinated by, but very, very few things bore me. And the reason for that is I found a long time ago. You know that the people who are bored, I'll tell you an example of people that are bored. People that are bored are bored because they made the volitional choice somewhere along the the lives of their, somewhere along the lines of their lives, they made the volitional choice to stand up and, and turn off their perception, their brain power, their calculations, their their projection, and and all the, let's put it this way, God has given every single one of his people an entire spectrum of supercharged responsibilities, an entire spectrum of callings and missions. And along with that, God has given every one of his people a massive download of all, kind of, of all kinds of gifts, of all kinds of uh, um, enhancements, so that the average person, and I'm speaking of a Christian right now, the average Christian person uh, who may be in the present tense slugging it out, trying to make a living, trying to pay their taxes, trying to you know make a car payment, try to get their kids' college paid off, the obligations that are given are placed upon, uh, you know, uh, just living in America right now, the more and longer you live in America right now, if you have been around for a while, if you have uh, uh, observed the reality passing by in front of you, if you remember 
the days when you could compare and contrast the products and services of one company against another. Okay? I remember those days, and many of you remember those days. Now, I want you to take a big, deep breath. No, we're not doing hot yoga. Why would I want to do hot yoga? I can do hot coffee. This is a stupid joke. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not knocking the physiological benefits of yoga, meditation, deep breathing. Not, not knocking that. What I'm saying is that from wherever you are, when, when, and I'm not promoting yoga because yoga is a false religion. Yoga is, is not powered by the Holy Spirit. Now, the, the Holy Spirit of God, the God of the Bible, the Holy Spirit of God, uh, is, is a seething cauldron of supernatural, satanic, and supernatural, uh, uh, spiritually dark collection of energies. That's what it is. So when, if you were to sneak a peek down in an alleyway, or if you were to sneak a peek into either the lake of fire or heaven, you would see a glimpse, depending upon the time frame you're looking at in the future, you would either see a glimpse of a very futuristic, modern, technological world, a very futuristic, modern uh, um, you know, world without end. You would see a super futuristic and super technological world. And the overwhelming majority of mental conceptions that people have regarding trying to nail down a, a workable glimpse of the future, the biggest problem people have is that when they do their philosophical, mathematical, logical, rational, and perception uh, analysis. When they go through that, that let's call it your home computer, uh, you know, calculating machine, and you calculate, but what you do is you spend a regular period of time calculating deliberate numbers to give you a much stronger orientation of what your life is about. So, for example, you may be a nurse. You may be, I mean, you could be anything. And within the fabric or the context of being a nurse, especially in today's environment, I, I have found that so many people who, who are flocking or once flocked to the medical profession and the doctors, surgeons, and all that stuff, at one time they flocked to those professions. Now there's been a massive slowdown or a massive exodus of people who are not going to these, these programs. And the reason for that is that God, it, this is the reason for, for this first and foremost. So, so with everything in, in me, I'm asking you to track with me now, and I'm asking you to to step up your thinking processes. I'm asking you to, to heighten and amplify your, your perception processes. And I'm asking you to expand your consciousness, your cognitive abilities, and every gifting that you have that helps you produce and succeed. 
every gifting that you have, you're going to spend some time rethinking in prayer how you can reuse that uh, set of skills. So after a certain period, and, and you really got a track of me on this. I'm not sitting here, some, you know, entertaining me and entertaining you. Because if that is, if, if that's all that I'm doing, then we might as well kill the power at Paul McGuire Report. We might as well stop, you know, we broadcast into just about all the nations of the world. Heavy duty. We have piles of listeners coming in from every country in the world. People who are being ministered to. People from foreign, foreign countries whose kids went back and are being ministered to. You would, your mind would be collectively blown if you had any idea of the numerical amount of people that are addicted to the, that's the word they use, they're addicted to the Paul McGuire Report, and they're addicted to uh, the, the information and the ministry we provide at the Paul McGuire Report. Okay, so now here's the, here's the third phase of this multi-velocity rocket. Okay, so first of all, we start with, uh, first and foremost, we start with the reality that every man and woman has been called supernaturally by God to fulfill a mission, a calling, and to, to run the race. Every man or woman has been, has been given a series of calls. And every one of you listening, and me listening, and, and what that means in the most simplistic terms is that you have been given a collection of supernatural abilities, you've been given a collection of talents, you've been given a collection of all kinds of giftings and attributes, you have been given a collection of very, very powerful cognitive giftings, prophetic giftings, intuitive giftings, creative giftings, managerial giftings, administration giftings, and on and on and on. So as a starter, you're you're going to devote a certain percentage of your time investing your talent and ability in, in that category. And you will discover that as you do that, investing in that talent ability, you will discover that as you do that, it's like your life, your psychological being, whatever your name is, your your uh, psychological being, your spiritual being, your your being as a man or a woman on planet Earth who has a definite agenda and a definite calling on their lives. What you've got to understand is, listen to me, please. I'm very serious about what I'm saying to you now. What you have to understand is right now is this principle. Here's the principle that the Lord wants you to to grab it and hold on to it as if it was on fire. So here's an example of a truth that's on fire that the Lord wants you to possess. So you, you, ever since childhood, you have been in your inner man or your inner woman, you have always gravitated towards certain professions, certain giftings, certain talents. You either got great people skills, great managerial skills, great accounting skills. Uh, you like to just be left alone, and you don't mind driving a truck from one end of the coast to the other. 
we all have been bestowed a myriad amount of gifts and callings and abilities. So along with what you've been called to do, you have been empowered to do. So let me repeat that again. As long as you have been called to do things, you have simultaneously been empowered to do things. And this is is this right here, what I'm what I'm sharing with you right now, if you'll listen carefully and not space out on me, what I'm sharing with you right now is an explosion of the dunamis, but it's an explosion of the dunamis detonating in a targeted manner, not like in the center manner, but targeted in in a center to the bullseye manner. And so within the context of everything that's going on, you are making a habitual effort on a regular basis to study and to learn certain skills, skill sets, etc., etc. And we all do this, but we all do this. This is part of all of our lives. But here's the catch. To the degree that you're stepping out in faith and developing and growing, I was producing a play. I didn't write it, but I was the technical producer of a play in New York called Bright New Wings. And Bright New Wings was on a movie theater in Manhattan on Broadway, which was turned into a Christian movie. Not movie. A Christian uh, a theater production called Bright New Wings. And when the actors performed, people would get saved from watching Bright New Wings. Now, here's the interesting thing about it. I was the promoter of these concerts, the MC, the minister. I mean, I, I did a lot of things, the, the television guy, on-air minister, I mean, all kinds of things. And one of the things that I noticed was that um, I would see what I, what would I perceive to be evidence of a calling manifesting itself in people's lives. So I could, so I could go downstairs to, to the ballroom floor, and let's say there's 400 people milling around down there. And I would know well, a fair amount of them, and I would talk to them or observe their lives and stuff. So as I'm processing all this information, I began to realize that there's a distinct pattern and patterning to the way people's talents and gifts are laid out and developed by God. And, and, and almost all the time, but not all the time, there's exceptions, but almost all the time, God's men and women begin growing, begin flourishing at a particular age, and in the particular age that they flourish and grow, then all of a sudden you see an explosion of the manifestation of the power of God. You see an explosion of the gifts of God and the callings of God. It's just a, a dunamis dynamite explosion, and that means a release of supernatural power. So what, what am I trying to say here? What I'm trying to say here is that when the gifting, it's kind of like puberty. Forgive me for using that analogy, but I can't think of a better one. In puberty, depending upon the child, depending upon the parents, some kids are more prepared than others to go through puberty because their parents educated them. But assuming the parents educated them in a proper proper manner regarding puberty, the average child, at least in America, is is uh, has been developed 
and prepared psychologically and biologically to enter puberty. And, and they're taught to expect that whirlwind of, uh, of transformations and changes that usually accompanies puberty. Okay, when we come back, we're going to dive back in. I like to call it, I, when I talk to Doug Hagman privately, I, I call it, uh, let's do the deep dive. The idea is that he likes to research and go where no man has gone before. I like to research and go where no man has gone before. That's what turns me on. That's what, you know what? Look, you like bungee jump, bungee jumping or whatever it is, bungee jumping. I hope I pronounced it right. I'm, I'm glad you like it, okay? Really, I, I, I have no problem with that. But different strokes for different folks. I am not turned on by bungee jumping. I'm just not. Bungee jumping is dull to me. But I get the same adrenaline rush. I get the same high. I get the same dopamine, serotonin blast through my alert neurological system. I get that same neurological blast when I am bungee jumping as when at a, the same time I, I am studying and discovering the secrets, let's say, of the Illuminati, the secrets of Bible prophecy, etc. Because I have found, without a shadow of a doubt, that there is no question whatsoever that when you start to study, get knowledge and education and Bible prophecy and genetics and uh, fallen angels and all those heavy-duty stroboscopic fields of study, when you start to take the deep dive in that kind of stuff, you go down the rabbit hole and you do not come back. You come back by the grace of God with power and knowledge. But warning, 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 not everybody should do this. Because you're, you're blasting your consciousness through the supernatural world. So, for example, in my life, I did a lot of things that I write about in my books, Power from One High. But I strongly, strongly recommend to the reader of Power From On High that they do not in any way, shape, or form attempt to duplicate the, the, the experiments and my experiences in my book, Power From On High. So this is what I'm getting at. In my book, Power From On High, I, I would say starting at 12 years old and roughly around the time I was 13 years old, I wanted to be a nuclear physicist. I wanted to be a scientist. I would read hundreds and hundreds of books on science, scientific biographies from the library. I self-educated myself. I wasn't sure whether I wanted to be a rocket scientist like Robert Goddard, the head of the American rocket program, or some other kind of scientist, oceanographer or whatever. Um, I don't mean to sound arrogant, but essentially in... The majority of my studies, I was, this is not bragging, this is what it was, I was uh, uh, acclaimed as a genius, as a self-taught genius, because there was almost no subject matter that you could bring up in school, in college, in a university, where I would not have a self-taught, so don't give me this garbage, you can't educate yourself, I had a self-taught education that 
if you compared it to the pathetic, if you compared it to the anemic, if you compared it to the malnutrition, if you compared it to the junk food diet of American collective ADD flash forward society, you would realize that whatever you paid for your Christian's education, you got royally ripped off. Because because they didn't tell you the most important thing. And the most important thing is, and that's because they didn't know it. The reason I know they didn't know it, I would have college professors, both Christian and non-Christian, attack me through their students and, and even radio stations. Certain radio station owners would attack me for talking about, like, conspiracy theory stuff. Okay, let's do a little review on my track record. And let's see, was I accurate or not? I mean, let's just check it out. It's verifiable. You know, these idiots, they they do these background checks on me. You know what? Blank you and your background check. I get this girl to to call the university I went to, to, to to see if I was lying. Do I sound like I'm lying? I mean, you'd have to be flat out stupid and nuts to think I'm lying. So the thing was that she calls the, the university, and she, they can't, the university, now, now think with me. Think of how, and I'm not going to be nice, okay? This is a little flesh here. I'll have to repent later, but I'm not going to be nice here. You understand what I'm saying? I'm going to be loving, but I'm not going to be nice, because nice doesn't stand up and allow yourself to be uh, driven over. Okay, like some weak Christian running from Goliath. So this is how it goes down. I studied intensively. I don't know, literally, sometimes 30 books a week in all kinds of fields, science, biology, genetics. Robert Oppenheimer, which is in the theater today, I think, who was the father of the H-bomb. I mean, you name it, I built my own three-stage rockets with mice, launched them into outer space. I literally put my entire home under a... You're going to think I'm nuts. Maybe I am nuts. I put, as a young boy, I was just 10 years old, I put my entire parents' home under electronic surveillance that went into a master control panel and an amplifier, and I bugged every room in my house, and I could listen to the conversations in a crystal clear manner. Okay? He said, well, why did you do that? Well, back then when I did it, I, I wasn't, it wasn't for a philosophical reason. I did it because I could do it. I knew if I could put my mind to it, I could do it. So I secretly ran these DC wires under the carpet to, well, let's see, this is a large apartment, so it had like one, two, three, four, five, like eight and nine be- bedrooms. That's unusual, but that's what the apartment was, and like five bathrooms. And I, so when my sisters, you know, I go, oh, I listen to stupid stuff, okay? Like my sisters, do you, do you know how boring it is to listen to your sisters' conversations with their prospective boyfriends? That's boring, okay, on steroids. So I, I did all this. I had a master control panel, a full laboratory with beakers and test tubes, rockets that could fly three stages with a mouse in it. I conducted, none of this is a lie, none of this is embellished, none of this is a, you know, I have the, the, the 16 millimeter, because that's what they used back then, I have the 16 millimeter uh, original around here somewhere of my uh, college uh, feature film uh, that I did, and I got thrown out of film class 
You see, I and everywhere you went, I pressed the envelope. I walked on the wild side. I was not there to play games. I was not taking mescaline and LSD to just play games like most kids later on. They did to get stoned. I didn't take psychedelics to get stoned. I took psychedelics for the reason that Alice Huxley of Brave New World took psychedelics. He took mescaline to travel through the doors of perception. And so I took, on his advice, I took pharmaceutical-grade mescaline to travel through the doors of perception. I also met Dr. Timothy Leary, the Harvard professor who promoted LSD in the world. And Timothy Leary, I was outside the electric circus in the East Village. And uh, because of his persuasion and his intellect, I took LSD, which is about a thousand times more powerful than mescaline. And I took other psychedelic mind-altering drugs. The point is, none of this psychedelic experimental drug-taking was done out of a clown show. It was done to travel through the psychological doors of perception. It was my initial third-grade experiment to, to acquire mescaline, read all of Alice Huxley's books, now, now, you've got to understand the power of God and God's ability to orchestrate your life and arrange things. And you've got to flash back on what's been going on in your life, and you suddenly realize, hey, this is not an accident, what's been going on. You have stepped into what I would call, you have stepped into a God portal. Stepping into a God portal simply means that you have been given the power of God through the power of the Holy Spirit that now lives inside of you, that you can, should the Lord desire to do this with you, that you can travel through uh, the physical reality world dimensions, just like Jesus did. You can do that. Well, that bothers Christians. To actually insinuate, insinuate to Christians <laughs> that they can do things that are spectacularly supernatural, that gets them very mad. They, I know. My first two books or three books were on the New Age, the Antichrist, Satan. And, and Christians love to talk about that. I, I like to talk about it, too. It's very interesting. But I made a rule to myself. It's a percentage balance. I do not simply talk about, uh, you know, cults and demons and stuff like that. That's a small portion. A larger portion is I talk about the Bible, Bible prophecy, the supernatural power of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, because that's what makes the rubber meets the road. So, for three years, I have essentially sequestered myself away to a large degree. And this was very, very heavy because you see, I had separated myself to finish two books. A year, a full year before the COVID thing went crazy. So then in addition to the full year, there was an additional two years of the COVID virus and pandemic going crazy. So now we're in it for more than three years of COVID whack-a-mole job going crazy. And, and what I learned was that that. I've written 38 books. I'm capable of reading 38 books 
by speed read, but I, I've read 38 books. No, excuse me, I didn't read 38 books. I've read thousands and thousands of books. Correction, I have written 38 books. I've written 38 books. This is important. Okay? That's my knowledge base, self-education. That's my knowledge base. And I read high-level stuff. Okay, you can read, you know, the, the story of Twinkie, but I, that's not my thing. Okay, so I do the deep dive, and the deep dive is when you take your consciousness and you allow your consciousness. This is a new age. This is called using the capacities of your brain. So you open the limitations of your brain and you take a deep dive in the cognitive, intellectual, spiritual water, philosophical, and theological waters of our time. And your goal, as you dive deep underwater, your goal is to teach yourself. And I taught myself, because you see, I could not, when I was a young boy in first, second grade, third grade, when I was a young boy, I would not have been able to learn all that I learned. I would not have been able to master all the subjects that I had mastered if I, if I had used, if I had self-educated myself in the primitive, old-fashioned way of teaching yourself to read, the old-fashioned, pre-industrial way of uh, uh, taking a deep dive of, of learning. You see, there's two ways to learn. There's two ways to learn. Now, the elite of, of many generations on planet Earth, they don't learn and go to school and, and do anything in terms of the educational process. The elite don't educate themselves the way the middle class and the, uh, the, way the middle class and the uh, other uh, upper class learn. The upper class, certain parts of the middle class, who have mastered the, te- the, the technique of accelerated speed reading. So what I'm trying to tell you is that one of the things that has been hidden from you, like the, the German wall, one of the things that has been hidden from you is the amazing capacities that God has put in your brain to teach you how to speed read and super read. God has already given you the giftings to speed read and to super read at a very high level. Even if you didn't come from an intellectual background like me, you still have the capacity of taking a quantum leap in consciousness expansion and expanding your mind. Now, the elite, the globalist elite, all the people who want you to work in a little office like a pigeonhole and shuffle. I'm not knocking what you do, okay? I've had every job under the sun, okay? I have worked in, in all kinds of jobs, believe me. All kinds of jobs, from feature film producer to regular commentator on the Fox News Network on the biggest shows to the author of 38 books to a conference speaker to a pastor of Paradise Mountain Church, and on and on and on and on. Okay, so the bottom line here is. <clears throat> you prepare yourself. So when you read, this goes back, how did I prepare myself? How would Paul McGuire know the first thing about speed reading back in third grade? 
Well, I'll tell you how. Aldous Huxley, the author of Brave New World, and his brother, Julian Huxley, the first uh, the head of the American Humanist Association and the head of the Transhumanist Association. Aldous Huxley was an expert in mind control, mind control, MKUltra, and indoctrination and hypnosis. So what he, the, the religious, the educational program that he set up for the students was, was not an educational program. It was a programming, propaganda, and indoctrination program that was ruled over by scientific mind control experts and that was ruled over by uh, uh, all kinds of uh, uh, psychiatrists, neuropsychiatrists, et cetera, et cetera, whose ultimate agenda was to program you like a clone or a robot for a future task. Okay, so what happened was uh, I learned that, oh, this is what happened. I realized that I did not have enough time in the day to self-educate myself and read the hundreds of books I wanted to read on very sophisticated subjects that, that would further my goal in life. Talk about abuse. No, you know what? I am not going to, I'm not going to even, I'm tempted to, to complain and whine victimhood. I'm not going to do it. Others are not doing it. I'm not going to do it. I will not be, I will not proclaim with my mouth or my mind. I will not say of myself, Paul McGuire, and you shouldn't say it of yourself. I will not say it of myself that I am a victim in any shape or form. In fact, I will say that I'm more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. So, we move forward. Our consciousness expands. There's, there's a divine turnaround. But what enables the average person, father or mother, the average individual, what enables them to supernaturally enhance and to supernaturally accelerate their learning, their reading uh, skills? How do they expand their vocabulary? How do they expand not, not propaganda, not propaganda. How do they expand their knowledge, their real knowledge of the truth of American history? I talk all the time to students in Christian schools, to students in this school and Christian schools and public schools, and, and there's no difference between the Christians and the non-Christian schools. They all end up teaching that your, your child, your precious style, child, they all end up teaching one way or the other. They all end up teaching how to flush down biblical values, how to flush down a biblical worldview, down toilet. That's what their skills are designed to do. No, I'm not embellishing this. Okay, so we take a deep dive. And when we take a deep dive and we're swimming, <clears throat> let's say, in a, in a lagoon, and there's some light in the uh, <clears throat> deep under the water and fish that are iridescent, and you're holding your lungs <clears throat> as hard and hard as you can. You're holding your lungs till they burst. And then you can't take it anymore. You can, or you just cannot hold your breath another second. You swim with your arms violently to the surface of the water. You take an enormous gasp for air. You suck in all this air. And in moments, the oxygen gives you clarity of mind. And now, the shock of the deep dive, 
the aggressive learning you've been doing on the side, teaching yourself to speed read, all of these things have combined synergistically to 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 place you in a mental automotive overdrive where you burn rubber in the night streets of your subconscious mind and you conquer one problem after another problem after another problem after another problem you just keep solving problems and and every time you you come in front of a door every time you come in front of a blockade Every time you come in front of fear or losing attitude, every time you come against one of those strongholds, you get out the sword of the spirit and you bonsai it with a jet like a Japanese warrior. They all have these bonsai swords. They're like sharpest razor blade wrapped in a cloth. And you could like chop somebody's head off like very easily. I'm not into doing that, but iron sharpens iron when it comes to the intellect. So now. We stand together, and we rise together. And, and in order to stand together, in order to rise together, we have to recognize the reality that our collective consciousness is operating as one, and we have made the collective choice of standing together and operating together, and we have made the collective choice of employing the technique of speed reading and self-education to master uh, out-of-the-box subjects. And what I learned from Aldous Huxley when I was a young kid, he talked about in his book, Brave New World, that scientifically they discovered there were two kinds of learning. There was the learning you did when you were awake, when you were conscious, you read the books, you listened to the teacher. And that type of learning was very effective, and you could learn a lot. But the really deep dive learning, the learning that really, really takes you in, into a different world, the really super enhanced, super intelligent learning, is not done the old-fashioned way with memorization, uh, what the teacher says to the test, and, uh, Common Core and all the rest of that garbage. Common Core, by the way, that Huxley's brother invented. No, 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 they don't. They don't. They don't think that way. They're giants. Do you understand? The pilgrims, and listen to me, please, with everything in me. If I, Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray that the anointing of the Holy Spirit would come down upon me with power, and that every single person listening to me would be flooded with the supernatural power of God and quickened and made alive in Jesus' name. So, Lord, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus asking that the spirit of knowledge and the spirit of wisdom would fall upon your people right now. And Lord, we ask in Jesus' name that at this moment, all of your people that are born again and have confessed their sins, we, we pray at this moment that they would receive power from on high, which is the dunamis dynamite power for, for, from God, that your people would receive power from on high. And so right now, Lord, we reach out our hands and worship you and receive power from on high. And in addition to that, we stand as one. We function as one. We worship the Lord Jesus Christ as one. And when we come together as one, we partake in a supernatural anointing. We partake in supernatural power. As we are, as we as we have chosen to become one, 
as we've chosen to become one. Man, this is so powerful. So this is where we are. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. Time is moving past us at a very accelerated rate. It almost seems like we're in a speeding train going through the Swiss Alps. But what's really happening is that we're downloading an enormous amount of information, science, technology. We're, we're, we're absorbing all kinds of things that are supernaturally equipping us to do everything that God created us to do. So in, in Brave New World, written by uh, Aldous Huxley, he writes that the scientists in Brave New World developed a technology that would teach the students and the adults. They, they built a technology that would, that, that would put the students and adults sound to sleep, and while they were, quote, sleep learning, they would absorb about 50 times the data and contents that they would normally soar, studying the old-fashioned way. So what Huxley brings out in his books, because nobody knew it back then publicly, what he brought about in his book was that when you read into your subconscious, when you sleep read or play a tape recorder of a a message or something while you're sleeping, you can quantumly enhance the level and the speed of your learning. You You can enter the modality of super learning. Super learning. And that's just one small part of the numerous things that you can do if you choose to explore your advanced cognitive abilities. There's just endless things that you can do. And with the endless things that you can do, you can turn your own world around, you can turn your your family's world around, and you can turn this nation around. In any case, visit paulmcguire.us and get the book, Power from One High. It's it. It's there, man. It's there. <clears throat> It'll change your life forever. This is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.